premillennial, pre-tribulational, dispensational, independent, and standing on the inspired, preserved Word of God, the King James Bible as our final authority, this is the Sword of the Spirit Podcast with your host and Bible teacher, Joseph Rusiello. Take your Bible, sit back, and join us as we open and study the Word of God. And now, here's your host. Hey there, folks. This is Joe Ruscello, and it is great to be with you once again as we open up and study the precious Word of God, your King James Bible. And folks, as always, wherever you are, whenever you are, and on whatever platform it is you find yourself listening to us on, it's always my prayer that you find yourself in the grace and in the mercy of our Lord and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Sword of the Spirit podcast and our Thursday night Bible study. So folks, how are you doing? I hope you guys had a great week so far. It's been a week. Believe it or not, Christmas has passed, and the new year is just a couple of days away. Now, we'll still have our Sermon Sunday broadcast this week, and uh, it's going to be a message to bring in the new year with. But today, we're going to continue our look at Luke chapter 2 and finish what we started last Sunday. But before we get into the message for today, I'm just going to ask you to do two things for me. First of all, would you please visit our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com, that's swordofthespiritpodcast.com. And when you get over there, just head over to our contact section, open up the little web form, and why don't you fire us off a message? Let us know whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind, any questions, comments, cares, or concerns that you might have. But also, more importantly, send over your prayer requests. I look forward to getting your prayer requests because I look forward to spending time with the Lord privately and pray for those things for you. And I also look forward to uh, bringing those to our SOTS podcast family so that we can pray publicly over them uh, as long as you consent to it. And uh, it's, it's really important to us to do. But if you don't like to use the web form, that's fine. You could always email me directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. That's info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Now, also, while you're on the website, would you please look for the Support This Podcast button? And when you find it, would you consider supporting us with a small monthly contribution? You can set that up for $0.99, cents, $4.99, or $9.99 a month. Now, I know the economy's hard. It's hard to commit yourself to a recurring contribution uh, like this. But uh, if you find yourself that you can't do that, if you can or are able to uh, support us with a one-time contribution, we would really appreciate that as well. And you can do that by clicking on the Waygiver button, which is also on our website. So why don't you pray about it? And if the Lord leads you to do it, and if these podcasts and these live broadcasts have been a blessing to you in any way, and if you'd like to be an active part of this ministry, your contribution will go a very long way and I would be so very thankful for it. Now, folks, first and, for, first and foremost, I always like to take a moment just to give thanks to the Lord, uh, first of all, for saving me, for reaching his hand down from heaven and pulling me out of the pit of hell. Uh, I just want to thank the Lord Jesus Christ for that, because I know that in myself there is nothing that I could ever do to get myself out of hell. I had to put my full faith, trust, and confidence in the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ in the blood that was shed for me on the cross of Calvary. 
That's the only way to get saved, folks. That's the only way. Jesus Christ is the only way. There is no other name under heaven whereby man must be saved. So, folks, I don't know if you're not saved, I don't know what you're waiting for. Now is the appointed time. Now is the time to do it. Because once this church age closes, and it closes when the rapture of the church takes place, once that window closes, once that door closes, there's no opportunity to get saved by grace. You're going to go into a period of time called the tribulation, and you're not only going to have, have to have faith, but you're also going to have to work. Faith and works. This dispensation closes. The age of grace closes. And then we go into a different dispensation, a different way that God deals with man, and that's demonstrating faith and works to earn your salvation. It's no longer a free gift. So if you're not saved, folks, today's the day to do it. Today's to do it while it's free, while it's accessible, while it's easy. Well, <laughs> it's so easy. If you're not saved, folks, you need to get saved. You need to get saved today. I also want to say thank you, of course, to uh, the Lord for allowing me to uh, sit here behind a microphone and talk to you guys and open up the Word of God and study it and and uh, just enjoy the fellowship around His precious Word. So I just want to thank the Lord for so many things. I can believe me if I, I made a list of everything I need to be thankful to the Lord for, we'd be sitting here for days just talking about that. But I just want to say thank you to the Lord for saving me and for giving me this opportunity to serve in this capacity. I also want to say thank you to every one of you who, who uh, support us prayerfully. Your prayers are so encouraging to me. It's such a blessing when I get your little notes. Uh, I am so very thankful for those, and I'm thankful for the prayers. And please continue praying for me. Please continue praying for my family, for this ministry, uh, for the work that we're trying to accomplish here for the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, please keep those prayers coming. I also want to say thank you to those of you who already support us financially. Uh, your financial contributions have gone a very, very long way for us. Uh, we have expanded our outreach. We've have, we have increased the amount of platforms that we've gone on. We've been able to, uh, uh, to purchase some materials that we can give away, like gospel tracts and, and such. Uh, but, but we're still a little short, a little short for those cases of Bibles that I wanted to get. So uh, we need just two more supporters at the four ninety nine level. Uh, so if uh, if you're sitting there and you're listening and you're on the fence about supporting us and you'd like to uh, help us out, you can make that recurring contribution by clicking on our website and uh, looking for the support this podcast button. And uh, your contributions will go toward purchasing those Bibles. That's a blessing. It's a blessing to give out the Word of God. And the, and the rewards for it are eternal. So why don't you consider that? And thank you already for those of you who support us financially. I also want to say thank, thank you to all of you who listen on a regular, everyday basis. Thank you so much for doing that. God bless you for it, because, uh, I mean, we have a core group of really faithful people that listen to everything that comes out, and uh, I am so thankful and appreciative of that. Uh, because of that, you know, we, we rank high on, on, on podcasting charts, on good pods. Um, you know, our play counts have been really so incredibly good. And uh, I am so thankful for that. And that just goes to show that, you know, the Word of God is important. People are listening. And the more people listen, the more opportunities there are for folks to get saved and come to know Jesus Christ, their Savior. That's, a, that's exactly what the goal of our ministry is. 
So thank you again to every one of you who tune in faithfully everything to everything we put out there. God bless you. Please, please keep it up. Now, folks, if you're in the Eagle Pass area and you're looking for a good King James Bible-believing and Bible-teaching church, uh, why don't you pay us a visit over at First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass? We meet at 664 North Monroe. Our Sunday school hour starts at 10 a.m. Our worship service begins at 11 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m. And our Wednesday night Bible study meets at 7 p.m. For more information, you could always visit the church's Facebook page. Just log into Facebook, search for First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass. And then, of course, once you get there, you're going to find a, a ton of helpful information, and you'll also find episodes of this podcast. And again, I'd like to say thank you to the folks at First Baptist Church for allowing us to post the show on the church's Facebook page, because as you all know, I don't have a Facebook page of my own. And so this has been a big help in spreading the gospel out. And I uh, also want to say thank you to our pastor, John Monk, uh, not only uh, as my friend, but as the pastor of our church and as our spiritual leader at the church. Uh, we are so incredibly thankful uh, to have a man like him as our pastor and his family, and just they're just wonderful people, and I'm so thankful for it. And you know, Pastor Monk, he, he's really such an encouragement to me uh, to, to keep going through to keep on keeping on, to keep serving the Lord, not to quit, not to give up. You know, when things don't look good, sometimes I feel like closing this whole thing down and just taking a break, And but I can't. I can't do it. Uh, you know, Pastor Monk, first of all, like I said, it's such an encouragement. It makes me feel, you know, really, uh, really, really amazing uh, that we're doing this and we're reaching out as many people as we can. So thank you to Pastor Monk for that, and uh, we're going to keep on keeping on and keep on fighting the good fight. Uh, also, folks, um, uh, you know, by listening on uh, through Facebook, for the, through the Facebook page, we've reached more people than I, I thought we would. And so that's been, that's been fantastic for us. But, folks, wherever you're listening, whether it's on Facebook, GoodPods, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever it is, be sure to like, subscribe, and share it with your friends, your family, and your followers on your social media accounts, and help us to spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, if 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 just one if if you share it with just one person, that's one person that's being exposed to the gospel. And we do our very very best in every episode we do, every live show that we do, to present the gospel in a very clear, concise, and easily understandable way. And uh, so by you sharing it out, you're helping to spread this gospel message out. And uh, you never know. You might find out in glory how many people came to know the Lord Jesus Christ because of your simple effort in sharing this show and the gospel. So please, folks, keep it up. Keep it up. All right. Uh, moving on to our announcements. Let's see. We have... Um, so our Sermon Sunday broadcast will still be going on uh, this coming Sunday at 3 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. We are going to bring a, uh, a New Year's message, so I'm looking forward to that for, for uh, the opportunity to preach it. I've been waiting all year for it, and uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting that message out to you guys. Uh, also looking forward to the new year. I think the new year is going to be a good year. I think we're going to get... A lot of things taking place at the end of this year. Uh, some of that great, some of it really not great at all. But and a lot of it's going to carry over to the new year. But 
I think that the Lord's going to be doing something this coming year that, um, you know, we're, we're going to be really blessed by it. And I really do believe and I hope and my, it's my prayer, come Lord Jesus, come quickly, that uh, this year, this, this spring might be the rapture of the church. So I'm hoping, I'm praying, I'm looking forward to it. I have nothing on my schedule that's so important that I couldn't miss for the rapture of the church. You know, I'm not looking forward to the undertaker. I'm looking forward to the upper taker. Amen? Amen. All right, folks, uh, don't forget to sign up for our programming announcements on our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com. On our website, there's a little subscription box. All you need to do is fill that out. And uh, once you fill that out, all your contact information will stay with me, and we'll put you on a mailing list, an email mailing list. And so if there are any changes to the show, any schedule changes, guests, or uh, or anything that pops up out of the normal, uh, we'll be able to uh, send out that email blast to let everyone know what's going on. So uh, if you haven't done it yet, it's free. Please, by all means, head on over to our website, sortofthespiritpodcast.com. Go to the subscription box, fill it out, and send it on over to us. I'm not going to spam you. I'm not selling your information out to anybody else. It's all going to stay right here with me where it's safe. And... Uh, uh, it would be great to have you on that mailing list. Now, folks, if you're interested in prepping or if you are a prepper, uh, I hope you've been checking out the Contra Radio Network. You can find them at www.crn.best. Well, the uh, Contra Radio Network is a podcast and a vidcast uh, uh, that's focused on the, the issues and the concerns of discerning preppers and patriots. Uh, it's a really it's a great platform. I, I go to it at least once, maybe twice a day. Uh, they have some excellent programming on prepping. They have excellent po- political programming, which I love. You guys know I'm a political junkie. So, uh, you know, I look forward to it. Some really great content there, great content providers. And uh, we're also very thankful that uh, they have invited us uh, to participate in their network by submitting our shows to them as well. So, uh, so check them out if you haven't checked them out yet. CRN.best. Make sure you put the www, otherwise the page won't load. All right, I just want to remind you that in January, the second Sunday of January, will be Missionary Sunday. And we will, uh, we will highlight a, an active missionary serving either here at home or abroad. And uh, so we'll read their latest prayer letter. We'll talk a little bit about their ministry. And uh, Lord willing, if, if we're able to do so, we would like to divert a portion of the uh, support we receive for that month to that active missionary. So uh, something to pray about also, folks. So let's, let's go to the Lord in that in prayer when we get to our prayer request uh, portion of it. And uh, I think there'll be a great thing. I'm looking forward to it. I'm very excited. Missions are very, very important, folks. God has had a missions plan from the Old Testament days all the way through to today. And it's, it's important. It's, it's, I believe it's, it's one of the main heartbeats of God, uh, missions, and, and to get that gospel message out, to get to as many people as possible in the time that we have left. So uh, Missionary Sunday coming up in January, second Sunday. Also on the uh, website, Sword Swag, don't forget that, where you can get your really nice Sword of the Spirit podcast coffee mug, which I'm using right now. Mm. And also you can get yourself your Sword of the Spirit podcast t-shirt, which I'm wearing right now. Uh, 
So uh, just check them out. Just sort of the spirit podcast.com. Go to the sort swag page. And when you get over there, you're going to see uh, a little email button. Just click that. Send me your mailing information. I'll send you the link back to uh, make your contribution. And we will get that right out to you as quickly as possible. Well, all right, folks, uh, we are coming up to our prayer requests, and we're going to get into those in just a second. But before we do that, as usual, before we go into our prayer requests, we're going to take a very short break here. And when we come back, uh, we'll continue on here with our prayer requests for salvation for sick folks, uh, just some general prayer requests and our unspoken. All right. This is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. My name is Joe Russiello, and we'll be back right after this. Don't go away. Hi, everyone. This is JJ, the co-founder of Good Pods. If you haven't heard of it yet, Good Pods is like Goodreads or Instagram, but for podcasts. It's new, it's social, it's different, and it's growing really fast. There are more than 2 million podcasts, and we know that it is impossible to figure out what to listen to. On Good Pods, you follow your friends and podcasters to see what they like. That is the number one way to discover new shows and episodes. You can find Good Pods on the web or download the app. Happy listening.
Amen. Amen and amen. Hey, folks, this is Joe Ruscello, and welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. We're going to go through our prayer requests, and now uh, we don't go through the exhaustive list on a Thursday evening. Uh, we do that on Sunday, so we don't go line by line, name by name, individually. Uh, so uh, what we're going to do, uh, what I'm trying to do, <laughs> to be honest with you, is I'm trying to yeah, uh, get through the opening of the show a little bit faster than we have been. Um, I don't particularly mind doing a two-hour show or a two-and-a-half-hour show, uh, mostly because I really enjoy doing the Bible studies and, and, and being with you guys. But I know it's hard to listen to, uh, to, to a long show like this. And um, so I'm trying to just you know, get through the opening a little bit faster and uh, to get to the, the, the meat of what this whole show is about, and that is the study of the Word of God. So for our prayer requests today, um, as always, we pray for our folks that are in need of salvation. And uh, so we're going to pray for uh, my mom, Diane. We're praying for my sister, Laura, my uh, granddaughter, Carmela, my granddaughter, Gabriella. We're praying for David up in New York City. And we're praying for Fermin here, um, my friend Alex's father, who has also has cancer and is in the hospital and is in our sick list as well. Also, now on our sick list, we're going to be praying for... Um, we're going to continue, as always, praying for Pastor Martin. Uh, Pastor Martin has uh, uh, conditions with his heart. He has blood pressure, blood pressure problems. He has uh, uh, vision problems and, uh, and uh, medication issues and eczema. So there's a number of things that we pray for Pastor Martin for, and we're going to continue to do that. Pastor Martin's a great man, and uh, I wish everyone could know Pastor Martin uh, the way I do. Uh, really is a good man, um, served, in, served as, a, as a pastor uh, for 50-plus years, uh, still serves the Lord today despite all the problems, still goes out street preaching, still reads his Bible 10 chapters every day, even though he really can't see very well. Uh, and he needs to use one of those really big magnifying glasses that you attach to the table. So uh, it's, it's difficult for him, but you know what? He loves the Lord, he serves the Lord, and the Lord has blessed him in so many ways over the course of his life. So we, uh, we pray for Pastor Martin. Uh, we're also praying continually for Mary Perez, who's uh, struggling with cancer. Uh, we're praying for my mom, Diane. My mom has COPD. Uh, she's uh, attached to an oxygen tank 24-7. And she has uh, a number of other uh, medical concerns that we pray for. We're also praying for Laura, my sister, for a slip disc in her back. Uh, and uh, she's going for an MRI tomorrow, so uh, we want to pray for that and, see, and hope that the Lord can uh, can uh, uh, heal her before they have to go through any kind of surgery or any kind of an invasive procedure on her. Uh, we're also praying for uh, Bernice, who is a sister in our church. And Bernice, as you know, uh, if you've been listening any time, any for any length of time, uh, Bernice has been battling cancer for quite some time now, and uh, she's still undergoing her. Uh, her treatments, her chemotherapy, and her uh, um, uh, other treatments that she's been seeking out. Uh, so we're going to continue to pray for Bernice and for, that the Lord will touch her and bring healing. Uh, Alan, we're praying for his prostate cancer diagnosis and uh, the upcoming surgery he has set for January. Uh, we're praying for Janae, who has uh, heart problems as well, and uh, we're going to keep her in prayer. 
uh, and we're praying for Fermin, who's in the hospital with cancer, uh, so bad that he has a fractured L2 vertebrae due to a tumor that he has there. So we're praying for him as well. And then, of course, under the general prayers, we're, we're praying for the George family still. Uh, they're, they're in mourning. Uh, so we're going to continue to lift them up in prayer. Uh, we're praying for, uh, for Brother Adam. Uh, Adam is, a, is a Bernice's husband, so we're going to lift him up in prayer. We're praying for Jude, my brother-in-law, who's a, who's a contractor up in New York City. We're praying for him, for his business. Uh, Robert, we're praying for as well. Robert is a, border, is a National Guardsman serving on the border down here in Eagle Pass. Uh, we want to pray for him, for his protection, for his safety, uh, and for his gospel witness to the men that he's working with down there. Robert's a good man, and he's been witnessing to these folks, and, and we, we're, we've been praying that the Lord will do a great work and use Robert in a mighty way. We're also praying for uh, Angel, who, who's going through her pregnancy right now. We're praying for her, her husband, Alex, as well. Uh, Isabella, we're praying for her walk with the Lord. Jessica, we're praying for her walk with the Lord. And we're also praying for Alex Herrera uh, for uh, his help in finding a job and, uh, his, uh, and some relief for his current financial situation. Uh, he is taking care of his dad, uh, who's in the hospital. Fairman is his father. So uh, he's taking care of his dad, and uh, it makes it kind of hard for him to... Uh, to find work and get financially stable, but uh, we know that the Lord can can work all that stuff out for him. We're also going to pray for all of the uh, Border Patrol agents and officers that are working on the border down here, uh, the National Guard, local law enforcement as well. And we also want to pray for our, our local, state, and federal elected officials that are to represent us to government. And uh, we pray that... Um, that the Lord would raise up folks around them that are saved, that have the wisdom of the Word of God behind them, and can uh, uh, guide them in their decisions that affect us each and every day. Because the Bible says, you know, we are, we're supposed to pray for, our, for those that are in leadership, and uh, just so that we, as believers, can live quiet and peaceable lives. So, very important to keep them in prayer. All right, and then, of course, we have uh, all of the un spoken prayer requests, those uh, unspoken prayers of our heart that sometimes we just can't find the words to express those needs, or uh, the details are not important to be known by everyone, but just between that person and the Lord. So uh, for unspoken prayer requests, we have uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, Mike Elizalde, and myself. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much for the day. We want to thank you, Lord, for giving us this opportunity to come before the throne of grace, to offer up the petitions of our heart. Father, we pray for those that are in need of salvation today. Lord, we pray that you would just work a mighty work in them and in their lives to draw them to yourself, to bring them to that point where they acknowledge that there is nothing in and of themselves that they can do to get saved that they need to put their full faith, trust, and confidence in the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ and his perfect shed blood uh, on the cross of Calvary, that that blood was the all-sufficient means of paying the debt that they owe for their salvation. So, Father, we want to pray for them, and, Lord, we just lift them up to you, and we just ask you, Lord, to do that mighty work in them today. Father, we also want to pray for those that are on our sick list as well. Lord, we just pray that you would just touch each and every one of them. 
Lord, we pray that, that you would bring healing. You are the great physician, Father. And Lord, we know that it just takes a mere thought for you to bring healing to each one of us. So Lord, we pray that uh, you would do that on behalf of all of those that are on our prayer list and our sick list today. And Father God, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we also want to pray for uh, the George family uh, as they are continuing to mourn the loss of their husband and dad uh, to cancer. Lord, we still want to pray for uh, our, local, our local law enforcement, state and, uh, and, and local elected officials, those that are serving in Washington, D.C. at the federal level as well. Lord, we just pray that uh, you would raise folks up that uh, can minister to them from the Word of God, that can provide some insight into the Word of God, and Lord, that would be in- instrumental and influential in the decisions that these uh, elected officials uh, need to make on a daily basis so that we may live quiet and peaceable lives. Father, we just uh, specifically think of uh, Alex Herrera right now and his job situation, his current financial situation, and taking care of his dad. We lift him up to you, and we just ask you, Father, that you would just touch him and just uh, just, just help him make the right decisions uh, in, with every step that he takes. Father, we also want to thank you for, uh, for Angel and for Alex and Isabella and Jessica and for their prayer requests, and Lord, we pray that you would minister to their needs. Uh, according to your perfect will for them. Lord, we think of Jude and his business up in New York and Robert down on the border. We think of Adam and Bernice. And Father God, we just thank you so much for each and every one of them, for the impact that they've had on my life personally uh, and uh, for those that, that are around them each and every day. Father, we thank you. We thank you for their testimony. We thank you for their life. And Lord, we just lift them all up to you and ask you just to, uh, just to, just to touch them with that special grace and the mercy that they need right now. Father, we also want to lift up all of the unspoken prayers of our hearts to you. Lord, we just think of uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, Mike Elizalde, and my own uh, uh, silent prayer requests, my own own unspoken prayer requests. Lord, you know exactly what those needs are. Lord, you know how important those needs are to each and every one of us on that list. And Father, we pray that you would just uh, work it all out for our good, for your glory and according to your perfect will. Father, we thank you so much for all that you do for us. We love you today, and we'll thank you to bless the message, bless the, bless the service, bless the lesson, Lord, and bless our time together. And we'll thank you again in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Now, folks, don't forget, if you have any prayer requests whatsoever, please feel free to email them to me. You can go to our website, swordofthespiritpodcast.com, and you can send it through that web form, or you can always email it to me directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. That's info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. All right, so we don't have any prayer requests. uh, I'm sorry, we don't have any questions today. That's the second show in a row that I missed that one. Um, So no listener questions for today, so we're going to skip on down. No birthdays that I'm aware of. Anybody? No birthdays? All right. Well, I guess that means that we're going to get ready to take our second break, and that'll give you a chance to go get your King James Bible, grab yourself a cup of coffee or a bottle of water, and then when we come back, we'll be getting into today's Bible study or today's message on from Second 
I'm sorry, from Luke chapter 2, and we'll pick it up where we left off last week. So I'll get it right soon, so stick with us. This is Joe Russiello, the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share it with your friends, your family, and your followers, and we'll be right back. This book contains the mind of God, the state of man, the way of salvation, the doom of sinners, and the happiness of believers. Its doctrines are holy, its precepts are binding, its histories are true, and its decisions immutable. Read it to be wise, believe it to be safe, and practice it to be holy. It contains light to direct you, food to support you, and comfort to cheer you. It is the traveler's map, the pilgrim's staff, 
the pilot's compass, the soldier's sword, and the Christian's character. Christ is its subject, our good its design, and the glory of God its end. It should fill the memory, rule the heart, and guide the feet. Read it slowly, frequently, and prayerfully. It is given to you in life, will be open in the judgment, and be remembered forever. It involves the highest responsibility, rewards the greatest labor, and condemns all who trifle with its holy precepts. The King James Bible, God's Holy Book. Welcome back to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. Now, if you've been listening to us for any period of time, you know what that means. That means it's time to grab your Bible, open it up, and head on over to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. Folks, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast. My name is Joe Ruscello. It is great to be with you again. I am really looking forward to uh, getting into this message, the continuation of what we did last uh, Sunday. Uh, really, it was, a, it was a really good message. I, uh, it was a blessing for me to study and prepare for it. And uh, now today, what we're going to do is um, uh, we're going to continue on with this, uh, with this story that we weren't able to really get into last time, because mostly because of time. It would have been way too long. Uh, last week, we stopped with the shepherds, but uh, there's definitely more to that story than just that. And it's certainly worthy of our investigation and our examination. So uh, Luke chapter 2, and uh, let's pray. Our Father, would you add your blessings to the written word of God as we read it and examine it? Would you open up hearts and minds to, thus saith the Lord? May people respond to your word and the movement of your Holy Spirit. And it's in the name of the Lord Jesus I do pray. Amen. Amen. All right, I think... We left off in verse 20 of chapter 2 uh, last Sunday uh, with the shepherds returning and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen that was told unto them. Uh, so let's, uh, let's pick it up in verse 21. Luke chapter 2, verse 21. And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. There are no accidents in your Bible. There are no coincidences in your Bible. Everything is divinely planned and orchestrated to meet the design of God's Holy Spirit when he put this book together. Now, when eight days were accomplished, now as we go all the way back to the Old Testament, uh, it was directed by God that um, every male child in Israel was to be circumcised on the eighth day. Now, eight in your Bible is the number of new beginning, okay? You know, there are only seven notes on a piano. Did you know that? You say, well, no, no, there's more than that. No, really, there's only seven notes. The eighth note, the eighth note is a new note. It's an octave. Then it just means it just starts all over again. We'll say, well, what about all those black keys? Well, those are half notes. They're in between. But there are only seven notes in, uh, on a piano, there are only seven notes in any symphony or concerto or any piece of music ever written. Just think about that. The eighth note is a new one. So in your Bible, eight is the number 
of new beginning. It's not a coincidence that God said that he wanted those baby boys to be circumcised on the eighth day. Now, folks, the, the, Bible, the Bible is always light years ahead of science, light years ahead. Uh, an old Bible teacher of mine used to say this all the time. He would say, stick with your Bible and let science and education catch up later. And you know something? Couldn't be a more true statement than that. Stick with your Bible, folks, and let science and education catch up later. And they do sometimes, but it, it usually takes them a long time to do it. You know, it wasn't until the mid-20th century that medical science discovered that for some reason on the eighth day after birth, a male baby has more natural antibodies in his system than at any other time in his life. So in other words, he's more prepared to fight an infection on the eighth day. Now, back in, in those days, in the Old Testament days, in the Bible days, you know, it was the priest that did the circumcision. You know, and sometimes the procedure was slightly crude. You know, they didn't have hospitals and operating rooms and, um, you know, sterilized implements and tools and all the delicate instruments that we have today. You know, but it always seemed to be successful. Amen? So I kind of wonder if God knew what he was talking about. You know, Maybe it was just coincidence. I mean, after all, think about it. Your Bible is written by a bunch of men who didn't know a whole lot, right? Or was it? Or was it? The Bible tells us that Jesus was taken to be circumcised on the eighth day. So even Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was compelled to keep the law because his word is more compelling than convenience. Now, if anyone should have been or could have been exempted from the law, it would have been the author of the law, don't you think? But you know, he himself uh, subscribed to the law through the efforts of his mother and his stepfather, Joseph. Now, John, John has an explanation for the birth of Christ. You know, in Matthew, you have the story of the wise men. Amen? In Luke, we have the story of the shepherds, right? Now, John has his own Christmas story. Look with me over to the next book, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, then John, John chapter 1. Now, I know last week I told you that, you know, Matthew and Mark had, had a written out account of the birth of Jesus Christ, and, and we left it there, and I did that on purpose because I was saving this nugget for today. Because you see, John has a Christmas story that's considerably different. But after all, the Christmas story deals with a beginning, right? The beginning of the incarnate Word, the Son of God, the only begotten, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now in John chapter 1 and verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life. And the life was a light of men, and the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. All right, skip down to verse 14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the, as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So now John declares this. You cannot separate God from his word. Now, you've heard it said, you know, a man is only as good as his word, right? You've heard that old saying. 
You know, there used to be a time in America that you didn't have to have legal contracts drawn up by lawyers for a simple agreement. Do you know that? You know, a lot of deals were made over the hood of a pickup truck with a handshake. You know, the word was honored. A man is only as good as his word. Now, God is only as good as his word. He declares you cannot intrinsically separate God from his word. God says, in the beginning was the word. That's John's explanation for Christmas. Amen? Amen. All right, let's go back to our text in Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. I love tea. (laughs) All right, Luke chapter 2, and let's look at verse 22. Luke chapter 2, verse 22. And when the days of her purification, according to the law of Moses, were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord a pair of turtle doves, or two young pigeons. So now what's going on here? According to the law, according to the law. So let's take a look at the law. Keep your finger here in Luke chapter 2, and let's turn over to the book of Leviticus. Leviticus, the third book of your Bible. You have Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. And when you get there, let's take a look at what the law actually said here. Leviticus chapter 12. You know, because for some peculiar reason, Mary is declared to be, after this birth, unclean. Therefore, she needs some source of, or some form of purification. Right? That's interesting, folks. Amen? Even Mary, even Mary, whom God said was blessed among women, not above women, among women, needed the same purification that any other sinner on the street needed. So where's the law? The law is in Leviticus chapter 12 and verse 6. Leviticus chapter 12 and verse 6. And when the days of her purifying are fulfilled, for a son or for a daughter, she shall bring a lamb of the first year for a burnt offering, and a young pigeon or a turtle dove, for a sin offering unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation unto the priest, who shall offer it before the Lord and make an atonement for her, and she shall be cleansed from the issue of her blood. This is the law for her that hath borne a male or a female. And if she be not able to bring a lamb, then she shall bring two turtles or two young pigeons, the one for the burnt offering, the other for a sin offering. And the priest shall make an atonement for her, and she shall be clean. So this is a fascinating text back here in Luke chapter 2. Because it said that to fulfill the law and subscribe to every little letter of the law. Mary realized that after a birth, she was unclean. And she needed to be cleansed by a sacrifice. So now let's go back to our text in Luke chapter 2. And this is really fascinating stuff when you think about it. It really is. Luke chapter 2 and verse 24. Luke chapter 2, verse 24. 
and to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Back in Leviticus, didn't it say a lamb was the first preference? Turtle doves or two pigeons if they couldn't afford a lamb. So clearly the wise men hadn't shown up yet. And we know that to be true because when the shepherds found the babe in the manger, he was a babe. He was a babe. In Matthew, when the wise men show up, he's not called a babe. He's called a young child. So some time had transpired. Some time had passed. And what did the wise men bring? Well, among other things, they brought gold. Well, with gold, you can buy a lamb. At this point, in Luke chapter 2, they didn't have the money for a lamb. So all that Joseph and Mary could afford was a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. That's why in Luke, the lamb is not included. Now, Mary didn't fully comprehend or realize, though, that she was holding the lamb. The lamb was in her arms. Is not Jesus Christ called the lamb over and over and over again? Did not John the Baptist say, as Jesus approached him to be baptized at the Jordan River, didn't John the Baptist say, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world? Do you know, Jesus Christ is called the Lamb 27 times in the book of Revelation alone. She was holding the Lamb. That Lamb was dedicated for the purpose of being sacrificed for you and for me. And thank God for that. All they could afford for her sacrifice and of purification was a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. That was that which was offered. Jesus fulfilled the letter of the law just like Mary did. Jesus later declared that it was his mission to fulfill the law. And when he fulfilled the law, he completed the law. He put an exclamation point on the end of the law and introduced an entirely new dispensation. Well, what is it? It's the dispensation of grace the dispensation of grace. See, you and I are not compelled to keep the law. You know, there are several laws pointed out in, in the Pauline epistles that would work to our advantage if we did keep them. There are. And that's not to say that God totally threw the law out the window. But as far as your salvation is concerned and your forgiveness is concerned, it's not wrapped up in fulfilling the law. It's wrapped up in the Lamb that Mary held, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now go with me to the book of Exodus, if you would. The book of, I'm sorry, Numbers. The book of Numbers. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. I do that more for you than for me, to be honest. <laughs> Numbers chapter 3 and verse 12. Numbers chapter 3 and verse 12. Once again, this issue is being addressed. And I beheld, and I'm sorry, I'm really just off track here. And I, behold, I have taken the Levites from among the children of Israel instead of all the firstborn that opened the matrix among the children of Israel. Therefore, the Levites shall be mine. 
because all the firstborn are mine. For on the day that I smote all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, I hallowed unto me all the firstborn in Israel, both man and beast. Man shall they, mine shall they be, I am the Lord. So God declares all the way back in Numbers that the firstborn is his. That even went down to the animal kingdom. And that's fascinating when you really think about it. He actually included the animal kingdom. Now, you don't have to turn there, but in Exodus chapter 13 and verse 13, which is significant in its own right, Exodus chapter 13 and verse 13 says this, And every firstling of an ass thou shalt redeem with a lamb, and if thou wilt not redeem it, then thou shalt break his neck. And all the firstborn of man among, the children, among thy children shalt thou redeem. So now what's God telling us there? Well, he said, you have a lowly old donkey. The firstborn of that female donkey, one of two options has to be exercised. Either you kill that colt by breaking its neck, or if you want it to live, you have to redeem it. Now, when you redeem a thing, what are you doing? Well, you're buying it back right? So if you go to the pawn shop and you pawn your watch down, out down at the pawn shop, you know, the guy gives you what's called a redemption slip. And then you go back and you pay the principal plus the interest within a specified period of time. If not, then it becomes his. So you get the redemption slip. You go back and you say, I want to redeem my watch. So you're buying it back. You're buying it back. Redeem. That, that word has such a high significance in your Bible. See, God says, I own it. It's mine. It's the firstborn. But you can redeem it if you want. Well, how do I do that? With a lamb. That's how you do it, with a lamb. Now, what's even more significant about that is that when you get to the book of Job, uh, uh God compares the unsaved individual to an ass. Now, I know that's not very flattering, but, you know, the Bible isn't always flattering. You know, God has some very unflattering things to say. You know, for example, in your Bible, he compares an unsaved woman to a pig. You know that? He compares an unsaved man to a dog. Now, I love my dog. I have two of them. I think you guys know that. I have Charlie and I have Beanie. They're both French bulldogs. Charlie, of course, is my boy. Beanie's my little girl. You know, I love my dogs. But, you know, they do have some rather unsavory behavior from time to time. <laughs> you know, isn't it marvelous, though, that, that when that book says that you're redeemed, God doesn't have another unflattering word to say about you? A tremendous shift takes place. When you're redeemed, all he has to say about you is that you're a child of God. He came unto his own, and his own received him not, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. He calls you a prince. He calls you a friend. He calls you all kinds of wonderful things that you've been, you know, once you've been redeemed. So when Jesus, on that Palm Sunday, rode that cult of an ass into Jerusalem, that thing was highly, highly, highly significant because it was the Lamb that had the capability to redeem all of lost mankind, riding on that which symbolized that which by necessity of Exodus chapter 13 needed to be redeemed. 
There's only one thing that'll redeem you. There's only one thing that'll buy you out of the devil's pawn shop. There's only one thing that'll take you out of the bondage and shackles of sin, and that's the Lamb that can redeem you. That's all. That's all that can do it. There is absolutely nothing else. Now let's go back to our text in Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2 and verse 25. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Well, that's quite a revelation, isn't it? Wouldn't you like to get that one? God told Simeon, you don't have to worry about kicking the bucket until you actually see the Lord's Christ. Now, that's interesting, too, because in your Bible, there are many Christs, and they're not all good. There are some evil ones. There are some bad ones. But this isn't an Antichrist or the Antichrist or another Christ. This is the Lord's Christ. He said, you're going to see the Lord's Christ. And then he said, that's your consolation. Verse 25, waiting for the consolation of Israel. So did you ever wonder what your consolation of life is? You know, after work and taxes and bills and bad health and, you know, prodigal kids and then, you know, finally death. Is there any consolation in this life? Well, you know, actually there is. There is. Go with me to 2 Corinthians in chapter 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. You know, some of you listening to today, you're probably saying, you know, life has been a struggle. It's the pits. You know, I need a consolation. Well, God's got one for you. God's got a wonderful one for you. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 5. As for, the, as, for as the sufferings of Christ abound in us. Now, if any man could legitimately say that, it was the Apostle Paul. If anybody had suffered for Jesus Christ, it was Paul. In fact, when you get over to chapter 12 in this same book, he enumerates a variety of the sufferings. Man, he went through some stuff. No question about it. For the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. So what he's beginning to suggest here is the more you suffer, not for you, but the more you suffer for Jesus Christ, the consolation is proportionately distributed. Let's read on. And whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation. Now, important here, in this verse, he's not talking about the salvation that you have, you know, when you're born again. He's talking about the salvation that you possess. He's not talking about an incident. He's talking about a possession. You possess salvation, don't you? It's yours, isn't it? And whether we be, and whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings, which we also suffer, or whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. And our hope of you is steadfast, knowing that as ye are partakers of the sufferings, so shall ye be also of the consolation. Now, if you didn't get anything 
out of these verses. Hopefully that word consolation just sprang off the page and resonates in your mind. God can give you a consolation for all the trials, all the burdens, all the heartaches, and all the troubles of life. Do you know why so many Americans don't seek that consolation? Because they haven't had a lot of burdens. They haven't had a lot of trials. You know, when missionaries go to a a lot of these third world countries and they start talking about consolations, you know, they get a captive audience. You know, the Holy Ghost told Simeon, hey, the consolation of Israel. Well, what is the consolation of Israel? God knew in prophetic foresight that Israel would reject Jesus Christ in the first advent. He knew that they had already been in a lot of troubles and a lot of difficulties and a lot of problems corporately as a nation because of the rejection of his word. And he knew that it would only get worse. But let me ask you this. In the last 2,000 years, have things gotten worse for Israel? Name one military ally that Israel has today. Name one. They don't have one. We may say that we're their ally, but we've never been their military ally. When have we ever gone to war when Israel was fighting all those nations that seek to oppress them and extinguish them? You know, we've gone to war for the Serbs, for the Arabs, for the Muslims. You know, we've gone to war for them, but we've never gone to war for Israel. And neither has anyone else. God said, you're going to be an oppressed people. And in the tribulation, when the Lord Jesus Christ makes his grand appearance to them, that coordinates with Zechariah chapter 12 and Revelation chapter 10, do you know what they're going to see? They're going to see the consolation. They're going to see it. They're going to receive it. And they're going to say, there is our consolation. That's an incredible thing. Simeon said, you'll see it. Now, the consolation wasn't wrapped up in a church. It wasn't embodied in a religion. It was in a person. And in in an individual. So Simeon wasn't looking at a church. He wasn't looking at his good works, even though the Bible declares that he was a very good and devout man. That wasn't where his consolation was. If your consolation of life is your generosity or your good behavior, God bless you. God bless you, but that's not where your consolation is. It's in a person. It's in a person. Real Christianity, real Bible Christianity isn't a religion. It's a relationship. And it's embodied in a consolation. Folks, this is the Sword of the Spirit podcast, and we're going to take our last break of the afternoon. Uh, Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share it with your friends, your family, and your followers. Stay with us. We'll be right back after this.
This is Joe Ruscello, and you're listening to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. It's uh, We are going through Luke chapter 2, and uh, we're going to head back to Luke chapter 2. We were just discussing the consolation. We were saying that real Christianity, real Bible Christianity, isn't a religion. It's a relationship, and it's embodied in a consolation who is an individual, the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's go back to Luke chapter 2. And verse number 27, Luke chapter 2, verse 27. And he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he, up, took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. Now here's a guy that is totally plugged into that book. He said it's the word that makes a difference. You know, ultimately, it's, it's not your opinion or my opinion or the world's opinion that's really going to end up mattering. What's going to matter is, thus saith the Lord. It's the word. Simeon had a hold on that. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. All people. Now, who are all these people? Well, a few verses before that, in verse 25, it said, waiting for the consolation of Israel. Now, in in our church, uh, we've been going through the book of Acts, okay? And this is, I guess, you know, kind of a commercial. But, uh, you know, Matthew is is a book that's almost exclusively devoted to the Jewish people, Israel. Uh, Mark takes it one step further away from that, but mostly he follows the pattern of Matthew. Luke takes two steps away from that, but the pattern is still there. By the time we get to John, it's a whole different ballgame. Now, we've been going through the book of Acts, and uh, you know, where we saw in the first seven chapters are a message uh, exclusively delivered to the Jewish people. Then, after Acts chapter 7, the Lord kind of makes this hard right turn, and the message that was exclusively Israel, so the first seven chapters, now takes a different turn altogether. The first Gentile to have received Uh, A message delivered to him was an Ethiopian eunuch in Acts chapter 8. Now, if you want the rest of the story that's going on, you need to attend church. Amen? Amen. 7 o'clock, 664 North Monroe, First Baptist Church of Eagle Pass. All right. So, all right. Now, here's the good news. Go to Isaiah chapter 42. Isaiah chapter 42. Simeon was told that he was going to see the consolation of Israel, and he did. But then a little further down, he said, this is salvation for all people, all people. And fortunately for you and me, that included us. That included us. Now, as Isaiah chapter 42, look in verse 6, Isaiah 42, verse 6. I, the Lord, have called thee in righteousness. I will hold thine hand and will keep thee and give thee for a covenant of the people. But who is he talking to here? He's talking to Israel. So what's Israel's purpose according to God? Look at the rest of the verse. For a light of the who? The Gentiles. The Gentiles. God loves you as much as he loves Abraham. God cares for you as much as he cared for Jacob or Isaac or any of the patriarchs. So what's the primary goal of, or primary purpose of Israel? To be a light, to be a lighthouse. 
you remember what Jesus said to the Jews over in the book of Matthew? He said, a city that is built upon a hill cannot be hid. And then he pointed to them. You're supposed to be that city. He said, don't hide your light under the bushel. You know, somehow, somehow we've adopted the idea that missions are a New Testament concept, and that's not true. That's not true at all. It has always been the heartbeat of God for everybody to hear his message. It doesn't matter who you are. Verse 7, to open the blind eyes, to bring out the prisoners from the prison, and them that sit in darkness out of the prison house. I am the Lord. That is my name, and my glory will I not give to another, neither my praises to graven images. Behold, the former things are come to pass, and new things do I declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. So God said, this is advance notice. Have you ever sat down and watched TV, and then they advertise for some new movie that's coming out? I mean, I rarely go see movies, but, you know, why are you against movie? No, it's just that I rarely find one that's worth seeing, you know. <laughs> they, they try to bait you. They try to bait you. They say, this is advance notice, that you need to know about uh, a little bit about this. You know, they just try to drag you in. And, of course, it's purely for entertainment. You know, they're not interested in your money whatsoever, right? But do you know what the Lord's doing right here? He's doing the same thing. He's saying, this is advance notice. I'm telling you ahead of time. I have a deep, abiding concern for the Gentile people, and I'm going to get that message out to them. That message of salvation is in a person. Take your Bibles and go with me over to Acts chapter 13. Acts chapter 13. In Acts chapter 13 and verse 46. Acts 13 verse 46. Then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said, it was necessary that the word of God should first have been spoken to you, but Seeing ye put it from you, and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, lo, we turn to the Gentiles. So do you know what Paul had been doing primarily to this point? Preaching to the Jews. Do you know what he finally said to that Jewish nation? He said, you know, I've had just about enough of you guys. All you want to do is gripe and complain and throw stones, and I've had it. You won't listen to the message, so we're going to go to the Gentiles. And folks, that's us. That would be us. I'm going to turn the message to the Gentiles. Verse 47. For so hath the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set thee to be a light of the Gentiles, that thou shouldst be for salvation unto the ends of the earth. God's gone through a lot of trouble to make sure that you and I get the message of salvation. Verse 48. And when the Gentiles heard this, they were, heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord, and as many as were ordained to eternal life believed. Now, I, I would presume that you go to church or you listen to our show because you're a glad Gentile. I know that I am. Now, one more time. One more trip back to our text, Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. In the midst of this Christmas story, smack dab in the middle of all this information we get about the birth of our Savior, the Lord doesn't forget to remind us that it's an all-inclusive message. It's a message for all people, not just a certain little segment of society. It's for everybody. 
verse 33 of Luke chapter 2. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. And I bet they did. I bet they did. Here's, here's a priest in the temple. The priest says, whoa, hold it here. I'm looking at salvation for all people. I mean, it would be impossible for us to calculate the goosebumps that went up that man's back. How can you even imagine what was going through his heart and in his mind? And Simeon blessed them, and he said unto Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thy own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Don't you suppose that a sword pierced the soul of Mary at Calvary? Don't you suppose that when uh, Jesus was hanging on the cross and he looked down at the disciple John and he, he asked John to care for his mother, that a very sword pierced her soul? Prophecy in living color. I have one last passage I'd like to direct your attention to into uh, connection with verse 34. Go to Isaiah again, Isaiah chapter 8. Isaiah chapter 8. We've been reminded by Isaiah himself that he would extend lots of previews of a future movie. The movie of the birth, the life, the death, the resurrection, and the ascension of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's all laid out in perfect perspective in the Old Testament. Now, Isaiah is one of, those, is one of the prophets that really majors on all that. Now, in Isaiah chapter 8, interestingly, 8, right, new beginning, verse 13, Sanctify the Lord of hosts himself, and let him be your fear, and let him be your dread. And he shall be for a sanctuary, but for a stone of, but for a stone of stumbling, and for a rock of offense to both the houses of Israel, for a gin and for a snare to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and many among them shall stumble and fall and be broken and be snared and be taken. All right, now here's the message of Isaiah in this text. It's simply this. This salvation in a person will be one of two things to you. It'll either be a sanctuary, a hiding place, a place of safety, a place of protection, a place of comfort or a place of healing. He'll either be a sanctuary or he'll be a stumbling stone. You know, you'll trip over him. Sadly and tragically at Christmas, some people see Jesus Christ as a stumbling stone. They just trip over him. They trip over him so much that they get angry at him. You know, they appeal to the ACLU and other organizations and say, you know, we don't want any manger scenes in our courthouse lawn. We don't want any crosses on display around our community. We don't want to be reminded of that little babe in a manger who is destined to be the Lamb of God, sacrificed for the sins of the whole world. We don't want him. He becomes a stumbling stone. Now, what is he to you? Is he a stumbling stone or a sanctuary? I mean, if you're anything like me, to me, he's a sanctuary. He's a hiding place, a place of comfort. He's the cleft of the rock, rock of ages, cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. 
know, the Lord looked down on you and I and said that it was going to take a major work to redeem that bunch right there. Do you know what God calls creation over in Isaiah? Just think about this. Over in Isaiah, God calls creation finger work. Finger work. With his fingers, he created the universe. Finger work may be delicate, it may be tedious, but it doesn't require a great amount of strength. Do you know what that same prophet calls salvation? He calls it arm work. Arm work, the right arm of God. God put everything he had into your salvation. And his son died for us, the Lamb of God. Now, folks, I can't tell you how delighted I am to report to you, based solely on God's holy word, that he included you, if you're listening to us today, without an absolute knowledge and satisfaction of the salvation that belongs to you personally. Salvation is not in a church. Salvation is not in a religion. It's in a person. And folks, if you'll receive him personally, as a person, the Lamb of God who shed his blood for your forgiveness to redeem you and to buy you back, If you're listening and you don't know that if you died today, you go to heaven, God said that you could have that assurance. You could have that knowledge. And it's all wrapped up in a wonderful person, the Lord Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, you have displayed to us an immeasurable amount of grace in the person of Jesus Christ. Father, I pray that if there's one soul without the Savior listening today, that they, as the wise men, might seek him. They didn't come looking for a religion or a convention, but a person. The shepherds viewed a person. Simeon held a person, the person of Jesus Christ. Thank you for that person. Father, would you add your blessings to the word of God? May it resonate with us in our minds and hearts until we meet again on Sunday. And I'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, folks, that'll just about do it for this episode of the Sword of the Spirit podcast. What a blessing, what an absolute blessing it was to uh, study Luke chapter 2 with you uh, on Sunday and then to, uh, to wrap it all up today, learning about the consolation in the Lord Jesus Christ. So thanks again for listening, folks. I really, really appreciate you being here and spending your time with us. Don't forget to head over to the Sword of the Spirit podcast.com, fill out that, that web form on the Contact Us section, or shoot me an email, info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. You could also, uh, while you're on the website, look for that Support This Podcast button. And if you can, set up a recurring monthly contribution. Until next time, win the lost at any cost. God bless you. 
Take care. You've been listening to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. If you have any questions or comments, visit our website at swordofthespiritpodcast.com and send us a message. Or email us directly at info at swordofthespiritpodcast.com. Until next time, God bless you and good day.